Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. So it's just a few hours after uh, Roma's fantastic 4-0 victory over Udinese. This episode is going to be a bit different just because Andy and I, we, we weren't able to uh, record at the same time together. So I'm just going to talk a few minutes here briefly about the performance, and then Andy does a little 15, just over 15-minute monologue about his thoughts about the match. Uh, Like myself, he was very, very happy. I think there were so many positives that we could take from this one. Um, Really, I don't know where to start, but first off, um, I tweeted this out. Um, One of the first things that came to my mind after uh, the goal of... Clivert to make it three to zero. I had serious doubts as to whether or not uh, Roma of the last season or two seasons ago, even under Spalletti, or I'm sorry, uh, three seasons ago, three seasons ago under Spalletti, if if they would have been capable of a performance like this, I have serious misgivings as to whether that would have been possible. The thing that stands out to me about this Roma is the work that Fonseca has done. And it doesn't even have to necessarily apply to the play. We can talk about Roma are better in possession. They're better with their passing. They look more assured um, on the ball. Even the defenders, frankly. I mean, our our biggest concern for uh, Chris Smalling when he first arrived was what? Is he going to be able to play with the ball at his feet? And he's done fantastic so far. But the thing that has impressed me most without question is... The mental side of things, the attitude side, the character. Fonseca has worked wonders on this side because, again, I don't know if Roma win this match down to 10 men, a very pitiful red card being given against them. I don't know if Roma of last season under Eusebio Di Francesco or before him, uh, Luciano Spalletti, if they have the character or the personality to fight through a difficult situation like we had tonight where again you had a very unfair sending off you're up one goal to zero at the time in my opinion what I think many of us would have expected to see from Roma was to maybe drop back drop deep defend hold the block and maybe try and hit them on the counter but it it was (laughs) it was really on the contrary Roma down to 10 men they I mean they 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 were attacking and after the match, Paolo Fonseca said most sides, when they go down a man, the tendency is to sit back and defend, but not us. We are going to attack. We are still going to play our game. And just so refreshing because if you go back to the previous podcast under Eusebio Di Francesco, my biggest complaint with him, particularly when there was a negative result, was the he, he says the same talking points. Um it's always about, oh, we can improve here, blah, 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 blah. And it's just this recycled garbage that you kept hearing from him. Under Fonseca, um, the thing I like from him is he's very blunt. He's very honest. And someone pointed this out to me on Twitter. In his post-match interview, somebody asked asked him uh, what the what the situation of Alessandro Florenzi is. For those of you who, who didn't watch the match, Florenzi started from the bench once again. Uh, Davide Santon started in front of him, which is quite surprising. And now Spinazzola, he had a small muscle tweak, nothing serious. He was expected to play, but 
I think is a precautionary measure. Fonseca kept him on the bench. In that case, you would obviously expect Florenzi to step in, but it was quite the surprise. Santon uh, instead was the starter for this one. Um, and Fonseca didn't, when he was asked this in the post-match interview, he um, he didn't really answer the question, but he also didn't create controversy out of it. And that was one of the things I, I mentioned it, I think, two or three episodes ago, but uh, that is something that is so refreshing Um Fonseca doesn't allow himself to get drawn into these silly trap questions that can ultimately turn into a talking point or a controversy, especially in a place like Rome. Um, I mean, if you haven't lived there, it's or, or you haven't been to a match before, you, you know, the, the local radio, the, the newspaper. I mean, it's it, it, it's so easy for a controversy to be stirred up over the most minor thing and. So for Fonseca, the way he answered this Florenzi question was he's going to play um, today. I just made a choice and that's that. He he really didn't answer because the question that was asked to him was, uh, what's the situation of Florenzi? What is his role? And Fonseca basically didn't answer the question, um, but he gave an answer that I guess the reporter was or the journalist was fine with. But um, he didn't divulge anything. He didn't allow himself to get entrapped into this uh into this stupid media uh, circus that could come about should he answer this question the wrong way. So I, I was very pleased to see that. Again, there's so many talking points. A lot of my, a lot of what I'm saying here is just coming out randomly. I, I didn't, usually I would write down notes, but um, yeah, we're recording this very off the cuff, but the red card, do we even need to discuss any further some of the refereeing controversies that have gone against Roma this season? Putrid, and the fact that that decision is still incorrect after going to the VAR just angers me so much. Because then, what what, what is the point in this technology if, in the end, you're still getting the decision wrong? Andy and I have talked about this at length. We love the technology; it needs to be utilized better. The problem isn't the technology; it's the imbeciles in charge of overseeing the use of this technology. And you could even make the case that Okaka could have been booked for a dive. I mean, he goes over so easily there under Fazio. I I, I can't believe that that was worth the sending off. And now there's going to be ramifications because Roma, they face Napoli at the weekend. And they're obviously going to be down a defender, which is my segue. What do you do with Gianluca Mancini? Because, my word, another sensational performance. Another top-notch performance in that midfield role. It allowed Veritu to go forward a little bit. Um, if I, I have it on my timeline, so if you if you weren't able to see the match, I urge you to go back and look at it. Um, Roma scored on a beautiful counterattack, the third goal, the one that Cliver hammered home. The counterattack, the build-up to that counterattack was just a work of art. If I could hang it right next to the Mona Lisa, I would, because um, Jekyll gives a beautiful pass. Mancini does a beautiful double touch. The pass that he gives to Pastore, who um, in turn gives the ball to Cliver, and the pass that he makes was pinpoint, absolutely pinpoint. It was top class. And the finish from Cliver, the entire action, the entire sequence was a work of art. I I, I absolutely loved it. Um, another thing I'm absolutely loving are Roma. They continue to score off these set pieces. 
obviously without Lorenzo Pellegrini, who is up near the top in the Serie A for uh, chances created, uh, Roma are going to have to continue to find ways to score goals. And obviously, on set pieces, that is, uh, you have Kolarov, you have Veretu, who are not only good at free kicks, are obviously delivering great corners. Uh, Chris Smalling, he opens his account on the corner kick. He had another fantastic performance at the back. Again, um, he blows me away. I, I hope, I hope, and we're hopefully going to be have having some sort of interview with his agent um, in the near future, or I shouldn't say in the near future, within the next few days. Um, I can't promise anything, but I'm, I'm uh, contact has been initiated, and I'm trying my best. But, I, gosh, I hope and Omar are able to keep him permanently because he has I, I wasn't, as I said in the previous episode, um, there were some who were pessimistic about his arrival. I I was quite excited, um, but I did have some doubts. I did not expect this level of performance. I think he has been top class. Again, I don't know what Manchester United are going to request in terms of price. Maybe we can figure out from, from Smalling's agent when we speak to him, but... I hope they find a way to keep him. I, I truly hope they do because I his game, I love everything about it. He's become, it's just in my mind, he's one of my favorite players now at Roma because I, I just think he's adapted so quickly, very good in all phases, and he seems to have really just embraced this new experience for himself. So I was very happy to see that. Um, so those are my jumbled thoughts. I, I, I apologize for them being very random, very... Uh, sporadic and out of order but those were like the first things that came to my mind and I I just I have this word vomit sometimes I just have to get it all up Um, so yeah now Roma they'll face Napoli at the weekend who uh, they drew with Atalanta today under very um, controversial circumstances they had some refereeing uh, controversy of their own in that match but I think Roma could do this I, I I know they're injury riddled I know they're missing key pieces but if they can play like this they look they are strong at the back if they can continue to play like this um I, I they can go up against just about anybody so I I am surprisingly confident coming into this match but again I, I think the loss of Fazio which we don't know what's going to happen to Mancini do you put him back in defense he's done so well in this midfield role I I would almost feel a bit cheated and by putting him back in the defense for now again the fact that we're even having to debate that is in itself an absolute joke but I'm sure Andy will touch upon that in just a moment here because I'm going to bring him on um, but first a quick word from our sponsor my bookie and then Andy will come on and then the episode will end so let me say goodbye to you now and welcome uh, Andy on right after this message from our sponsor my bookie MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from your couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and get back in the game. 
The best part is if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code LATEFEES to activate the offer. That's promo code L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey guys, Andy here. Um, I am recording this right after Roma won in a stunningly fashion at the Dacia Arena uh, against uh, Udinese at Udine. One of the most uh, unfriendly um, stadiums in Italy. A team that always gives us problems. They always lack quality, but somehow they always manage to be a pain in the ass. It's always that one team that... um, as John likes to say, you know, come April, May, you look back upon your schedule and you say, Jesus, the points that we dropped against this team. And Udinese always somehow find a way to be included in that list. Um, right now, this is not the case. Roma beat them 4-0. It was beautiful to watch. It was a game that evoked many, many different feelings within me. Seriously, this was a roller coaster of a game. Um, but let's let's think about it. Let's let's go back a little bit. So, uh, usual starting eleven after the obviously the two very decent performances against Mauricio Mönchengladbach and Milan, uh, meaning again we rely on Pastore for the fourth consecutive game which was it caught me off guard because to be honest uh as we said on the previous episode i was expecting uh, zagnolo to start as a trequartista um and then have uh perhaps perotti and clivert on the wings this was not the case fonseca said you know what let's keep playing pastore and and it it worked arguably the man of the match but let's get to that later so then we have um, Mancini in the midfield again and then we have oddly enough Santon starting um, which was <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, if, if he was that big of a factor um, it was definitely funny to see him in that starting 11 over Spinazzola who I believe had cramps in the previous game so that may explain it and Florenzi guys once again on the bench I understand I'm not going to touch that topic I'm just going to leave it there in the corner. Um, Not going to touch it. Not going to touch it. Not going to do it, guys. Not going to do it. Um, Anyway, it it, it started off well. And and Roma grabbed an early lead with a a really great goal from Zaniolo with a beautiful assist from Kolarov, who somehow manages to find the through ball um, that gets over the awful, awful, Udinese defense um, and and just like that we grab a lead and it's and it's 1-0 and it's it's springtime in Brazil you know what I mean it's it's fantastic you I I wasn't expecting such a, a quick start um, to this game because I just I just hate these type of games they're always it's always grinding them out it's always difficult it's it's always tough to to set a rhythm um, playing against a team that had five midfielders, so it's always clogged up there. Um, 
and you always need a really good plumber to 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 unclog it if that is even a word um, if it's not then I'm sorry to any English professor listening to this um, as John would say that's probably not our demographic so um, anyway we get that early goal in and it's it's going great and then as always Irati and Mazzoleni which I predicted it would be so I, I it's you know if if you are familiar with this whole system with the refereeing in Italy you already you 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 know the names it's it's that bad as I told John many many times it's become like uh, uh, like a mob organization you just hear these names it's like a most wanted list um, and you know who the usual suspects are and Irati proved again to be one of the usual suspects and Mazzoleni who was behind the VAR uh, uh, who was talking <laughs> into uh, Irati's ear did not do their job properly especially Irati who refused to to even consider going back to the VAR um, I, I I keep thinking that you know this was this was a technology that was made with a purpose and it was beautiful and it made sense it it it, it was it, it gave a structure to a game that I think needed a lot of structure because um, there were too many errors too much too many talking points every game there was something and you introduced this technology to to, to sort of answer some of those questions to 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 put to rest some of uh, some of this noise surrounding a particular refereeing decision and this was not the case Irati uh, ignored it it seemed like he was uh, afraid to backpedal on his own decision it seemed like he 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 was satisfied with what he uh, decided to do which was to pull a red card straight red on Fazio who went shoulder to shoulder and to me that was ridiculous and, and not even ridiculous it was just downright offensive because I'm really tired of of seeing um, Roma uh, and other teams as well because you see what Napoli um, what Napoli were subjected to in the in the, the final minutes against Atalanta um, uh, that that decision definitely had uh, 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 an impact on the outcome of that game Um and with Roma, it's it's become sort of a ritual uh, in this last m- month and a half or so. Um, so I, I really expect Roma to take a strong stand against it because this cannot go on. Uh, these referees are not... I, I don't really believe in a campaign against one particular team. I believe in a campaign of really bad referees and a bad system, and that's the reality of Italy. Um but enough of the refereeing. It it was it was horrible, and I hope it gets solved. Uh, but but let's talk about something else, which was the game. And the game, you know, as Roma fans, we've gotten used to um, we've gotten used to disappointment. We've gotten used to players, uh, you know, hanging her, their heads down, um, not responding the way we expect them to respond, not playing up to their standard once. A decision doesn't go their way once an episode doesn't go their way we've seen it so so many times and uh, you know I think I think even one of the most recent episodes of that or um, well yeah moments of this this Roma virus as we like to call it was uh, that game against Lecce where uh, 
we did great we did great we, you know it was a difficult game but we were doing well and then we just missed the penalty you know that's something that happens we missed the penalty and as soon as we missed that penalty we went to in panic mode and it just it just didn't look right it didn't feel right we could have won that game much 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 easily um we didn't do it and we we suffered till the very end and here i was afraid that going into the locker room there might be again players that would say you know what uh screw this why why is it not, never going our way why are these referees always out there to try and condition our games and you know with with the roma that i've seen in the past two years especially um this was would have been the case luckily this was not the case in this game and i was so overjoyed when i saw this team come back on the pitch in the second half and just dominate they 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 went in and they dominated and they were like you know what Let, let's play Let, let's do this you know let's show our quality and and it was beautiful and now i'm just reading what clivert said Clivert said that you know with Fonseca we could win easily uh, even playing with nine or ten men today was the case today certainly was the case that this team and I've said it all along I've said it what I love about this team even in times of inconsistency even when we're drawing all those games and it seemed like I even saw an article that was asking for Fonseca's uh, uh, job which was again offensive I'm not going to say anything anymore um even then, I I liked what I was seeing because I felt there was something in this team. I I know I I know for a fact that this team has what it takes to 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 achieve the objectives that it set out to to achieve, and it was a beautiful thing to see. Um, Roma Roma just dominated. Uh, Pastore did everything he wanted to do we, again we exploited set pieces um again we we scored on a corner kick something that would have been a rarity up until a year ago and and now we're doing it now we're converting those chances and um smalling monster performance again the whole backline after that fazio exit uh, they never panicked they all defended like a team they all defended like a unit and it was beautiful to see you had players tracking back players like pastore you had jeko again leading leading like a, like a captain kolarov always there even santon um always there to be found it was a team effort again and that was you know after that win against milan this was my priority to you know i knew going into this game this would have been a really tough game um but I didn't expect the team to replicate such a team effort. I expected them to be tired. They didn't show any signs of 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 uh, being tired. Uh, you know, obviously in the dying minutes when you know when when they were up for nil, they sort of started to to give out. But it, it was a beautiful thing to to see. And Mancini, man, Mancini. I remember many many people questioning this this uh, this deal. And uh, I I remember people questioning, oh, is he up to it? Oh, is this supposed to be the replacement for Manolas? Is this supposed to be our third or fourth fourth choice center back? Why wasn't he playing starter regular starting minutes at Atalanta in this in the second half of the season? And I told you, and I, I 
and to me it was quite evident that this is a player that has all the attributes to succeed and he um, is is an extremely um, an extremely determined player you can you can see the attitude that he has he has an attitude of never giving up of uh, of of being available for the team he does everything he was everywhere i was i was afraid that with Fazio um, leaving the pitch we would be in a in a situation where the midfield and the defense would not link up properly um, with Mancini dropping back. That was not the case. Mancini did everything he needed to do. Is it was it was great. The whole team moved perfectly. And talk about a team effort. That goal from Clivert was that not one of the 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 best sequences of a, a Roma team in in recent years? The way the ball moved. That's Paolo Fonseca. That's that's all. Uh, that all goes to the coach. Uh, in the last episode, we uh, John asked me what grade would you give him. Um, do you have any any complaints? I don't have any complaints because he's making a hell of a job right now with what he has. With a Pastore that up until a month ago was not presentable. With Mancini, who sort of rediscovered himself in as a center back, dominating. And as a midfielder taking over for Cristante and and um, Pellegrini and Diawara, he's taking over and he's he's reinventing players. He's he's sending messages to players that are too complacent. Sending messages to a guy like Florenzi, you know, you, we have Spinazzola, we have Santon, they can deliver. Perotti back on the pitch as a substitute. Great to see him back. Great to see him give 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 his all again Setin what an unexpected appearance yet again um, this go- all goes to a coach that clearly trusts his team and players that are clearly responding to this coach now obviously again we can always say this is Udinese this is Milan and th- that's what Vonseca would like us to say that we, 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 we have to take these games not as an event but as something that is normal um, we 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 have to get used to winning these games. We have to develop a mindset going into these games that doesn't matter if we won against Milan. We have to perform again, and we have to perform even to a higher standard with what we have. And all credit goes to a coach that does not seem to be looking for excuses. That n- does not seem to be one l- panicking. This is a coach that is clearly excited for an opportunity and is 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 reshaping a team that was in deep deep trouble last season. And we kept a clean sheet and that's great. Now a bigger test awaits us and it's going to be with Napoli and you know as as uh, a stuff of a stretch uh, of games that they've had uh, aside from the Champions League um I'm talking about in the league, they, their results uh, certainly, in my opinion, did not reflect their performances. They're still a very, very dangerous side. Uh, I think their only weak spot so far is the defense with Manolas uh, injured. Um, Luperto and Maximovic as substitutes, it's, it's, it, that, that's definitely not working. Um, Roma can try and exploit that. They can definitely try and exploit set pieces with, uh, with the difference that they make um in the air it's going to be difficult to 
to envision this game without Fatsu because now Fonseca is a big, big uh, question mark. And I'm excited to see, and I'm curious to see, and I'm also excited to see what he comes up with. Um, whether Juan Jesus is is back in the squad uh, from his injury. Um, I, I really don't know if he can recover in three days. Uh, because what are the alternatives? The alternatives will probably be have Pastore drop back in uh, deeper, play alongside with Vertu and have Mancini as a center back. That would be probably the, the conservative way of going about this. The, the, the other way would be to play Satin. Start him against Napoli. That would be definitely a, 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 an incredible opportunity for him. Uh, it, it would be an unbelievable test. Uh, I believe that uh, the game against Napoli will say a lot about Roma. I think this game was a big, big statement, but I'm looking for even more for improvements. And I'm certain that Fonseca shares this belief that Roma can do so, so much more, um, even with what they have right now. Even with this, they can really, if if they can put their mind to it, if they can continue to play like a team, sky's the limit. And Fonseca knows it, and I hope the player know it. Um, it's going to be interesting. For now, I'm I'm leaving with this. This Roma team has something, and it's worth believing in this Roma team. It it is worth believing in this Roma team. So this is me. This is my thought, and I hope you all enjoyed the game. Uh, and let's keep our fingers crossed because it's going to be tough. But this team is worth believing in.